to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. And my name is Adam Jones. Today, we're taking you through the best bits of The Slide Edge by Jeff Olson, turning simple disciplines into massive success and happiness. It's all about those small, simple, slight changes that seem like nothing in the very short immediate term, but compounded over time, turn into massive differences in your outcomes. Jeff begins the book by telling us a story about two guys from New Mexico. So both of these guys had a lot in common. They both went to school together, they graduated together, they roomed in the same college together. Both were pretty reasonable dudes and Jeff got along with both of them because they had the same identical childhoods. Both of these people were mischief makers and they had enough drive and makeup for whatever strikes they had against them. When you add it all up in terms of their skills and their potential and their ability, these two dudes, they were evenly matched and they were almost identical in every single way. So the first friend dropped out of college. He moved from New Mexico to Daytona Beach in Florida, which is the spring break capital of the world. So he was lifting weights, he was chasing girls, he had this long flowing blonde hair that people started calling him Gorgeous George after the WWE wrestler. He was like this popular guy, but sort of, you know, big fish in a small pond, very kind of way. He was just really mowing lawns on the side to make a bit of extra cash so that he could go out and party and chase the girls and buy a few cocktails, but he was really going nowhere. And then you got gorgeous George's buddy. As an adult, this guy lived a really charmed life. He graduated college as an A-grade student, and then after that, he went on to business school, and for that, he graduated in the top of his class. And then following that, he got recruited by a gigantic tech firm. Then he built a salary resume. And after that, he went on to go for a string of very successful entrepreneurial ventures. And his most recent ones, he's knocked out of the park and become a millionaire because of them. And today, his life is rich in every single way, not just through money. He's also got a beautiful daughter, thousands of friends around the world, and his business is breaking records. But he always keeps in touch with his childhood friend, the beach bum. He knows that either one of them could have gone either way. He knows that they started in very similar positions with very similar backgrounds and that depending on those decisions, either one of them could have been the beach bum or either one of them could have been the millionaire. There's one piece of the puzzle, one piece of the story that Big Bad Jeff has left out. He knows that either one of them could have gone either way because in fact, they were both the same person. They were both Big Bad Jeff. That's right, Jeff. He could have been either one of them. He could have been the millionaire and he could have been the beach bum because they're both him. And he could have fulfilled the potential of either one of those characters. And he, in fact, he did. He's gone on to become a millionaire. He went on to change his choices, take the slight edge, make a few changes in his life and become the millionaire. But he started out as gorgeous George, the college dropout who was mowing lawns and chasing girls and really going nowhere. Mm. So that's what the power of the slight edge, the power of these small, simple decisions that can either take you all the way up or if you're not careful, they can take you all the way down. Yeah, deep down there wasn't a lightning strike overnight transformation between him being the beach bum and becoming the millionaire. The way he got from there to here and the way that you listening now, you can get from wherever you are to wherever you want to go is exactly what this book is all about, The Slight Edge. So if you think of a picture, if you think back to your high school maths class of a, a sign graph where it cycles up and then cycles back down and then cycles back up and cycles back down like a bit of a roller coaster ride, he says that most people at the bottom of the curve, that's where failure is, you know things aren't going well. You know that it only takes a few small changes in your life to start heading back up the curve and we get to the top, which is like survival level. That's where we're happy. If we're not careful, 
some of the habits, some of the positive improvements we've made start to slip and that's when we can start heading back down the curve towards failure. So a lot of people are really just oscillating between failure, survival, failure, survival. He says the successful people are the ones who recognize those small changes are compounding over time. When they get from failure, they get their way up to the survival level, they keep going and that's when they can keep compounding those effects and getting up to the success level. Yeah, recently I hit that failure level when it came to my body weight. I hit a hit a level and I'm like, oh shit, this is somewhere I don't want to be. And it was cracking above the 100, 100kg range and I thought, all right, I'm going to go on a diet and get closer to 90. Uh, on that process, I got to 95, 94, 93 and I started feeling pretty good about myself, right? And then I kind of let myself go again and you've probably noticed my breakfast rate lately. I've gone back to the old omelets with the caramelized onion with mm, extra delicious. cheese and they're absolutely delicious but I'm oscillating back in the wrong direction, <laughs> right? So the people who use the slight edge, they're the ones who get to that point and they maintain the slight habits that they instilled along the way and they don't oscillate back in the wrong direction. They just keep going on that upward trajectory of compound growth. And it's important to note that they are small, simple things, things like taking a few bucks out of your paycheck and putting it into savings, things like doing a few minutes of exercise, like going for a brisk walk, things like just reading 10 pages of a book each day, things like making one phone call to tell someone how much you appreciate them. They're little tiny things that seem kind of insignificant. Like each day reading 10 pages doesn't make you, you know, incredibly smarter overnight but it's these small tiny insignificant things that over time if you do them consistently each and every single day then in the long term you'll realize that you've made some massive changes so the reason he opened with the story of the beach bum of the millionaire it is the story of jeff's life it's what he's been through but it's really the story of your life too you have both the beach bum and the millionaire in you in you you can be both a potential failure or you can be a potential success we all do and what makes a difference in how things turn out and what road you actually go down and that's you and the truth is you have complete control over the direction you take in your life. Jeff tells another story, the story of a little tiny water lily in a pond. There was this little tiny water lily, it was on the edge of the pond and it said to the water, I wonder what it's like over the other side of that pond there. The water laughed and it said, you're this tiny little lily, there's no way you'll ever get to see what's on the other side of the pond. What the water didn't realize though was this, the water lily is one of the most productive uh, plants on earth. A single plant can create 5,000 different seeds and in essence, it can really double itself in size. So what the lily did was it shot out a few seeds. The first day it got doubled in size. The next day it doubled again. The next day it doubled again. Really, it's still this tiny, tiny little water lily that's nowhere near the other edge. By day 15, this water lily's doubled and doubled and doubled to the point where it's like one square foot of water that it's covered. And the water's basically laughing at this water lily saying, this is just futile, you're never going to get there. On day 20, you know, maybe a person standing on the edge could finally actually see this water lily. Day 29, it's covered half the surface. And by day 30, it's gone from half to covering the entire pond. Mm. It's covering all the water at that stage. And bad luck water. Bad luck water, FU water. I think everyone's heard a few different variations of how compound interest works loads of times and what makes this story different to all the others and, you know, nothing unless you act on it. So the single most important thing about the slight edge is this. It's actually already working now for you and it's either working for you or against you. Yeah, that's it. He says that we can't wait because if we're not consciously 
taking these slight edge habits and using them to work in our favor and gaining that sort of compound effect and over time turning the slight improvements into massive success, it's actually working against us. The tiny things that seem insignificant today that you think don't make a difference over the long term, over time, if you keep ignoring these and keep doing these tiny little things, it's going to work against you in the exact opposite direction. So take your finances for example. You got the choice, every single coffee you have, you can just boil the kettle and have your Nescafe from home or you can go out there and buy your $5 coffee every single day or you know, there's probably 10 to 15 decisions over your finances every single day where you do something like that. And in every single one of those moments, it is very easy to buy that coffee for five bucks and it's very easy not to do that. And every single time you come across that decision, it is in the moment very simple to do and very simple not to do. If you think about before, he was saying those small, tiny changes, you know, going for a brisk walk, uh, taking a few bucks and putting it into savings, reading 10 pages of a book. All of these things are really, really easy things to do, but tragically, they're also really, really easy not to do. So he says that the slide edge cuts both ways. Either if you use it productively, it's going to carry you towards long term success, or it can carelessly pull you down towards long term failure. These simple, productive actions repeated consistently over time or these simple errors in judgment repeated consistently over time. Really, the choice is yours. It's that simple. So the lesson of the lily shows us the tremendous potential of something that is seemingly powerless, about patience and the understanding that little tiny steps and daily disciplines compounded over time do actually make a very big difference. And that the things you do every single day, the things that don't look dramatic or a very big deal whatsoever, they really do matter. And you need to have the faith in the process of these simple positive actions repeated over time. And then eventually, miracles might actually happen. Look at that cheeky little lily starting off as something tiny. And it had a bit of an FU moment when it covered up the whole entire lake and all the water was covered. The same choice is offered to us in every single moment. The choice leads us towards either a rich and growing circle of friends or a deepening loneliness and alienation. It leads us towards failure or success, happiness or misery, fulfillment or despair, millionaire or beach bum. Every single day, every single hour, every single minute, we are making those choices and the impact of those choices, for better or for worse, will spread out until your entire lake is covered by the water lily. Jeff tells a story of when he was going through the Phoenix airport and he was looking to get his shoes shined. It must have been a while ago. Mm. You don't see too many shoe shining places these days. But he saw a a woman, she was in her mid to late 40s. She was sitting alone in this uh, shoe shine chair waiting for someone to come along. As soon as Jeff approached, she jumped up. She was smiling. She was happy. She was bubbly. She was friendly. She was saying good day to all of the other workers that walked past and it seems like they had a great connection. And she said that she'd been in this same spot now for years and years and years, shining shoes. And he could see that during her breaks, she was reading one of the popular romance novels. So she was reading a little bit, you know, in the 10 to 15 minute gaps in between each customer. But Jeff was just thinking, what if she had to switch that romance book to something like one of Jeff's favorite books, uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, or The Magic of Thinking Big, or Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If she could have switched out 15 minutes of reading a romance novel for 15 minutes of reading one of those books, how differently would her life look today? Would she be still shining shoes, or maybe would she be managing an entire chain of her own shoe shine stands? Yeah, I think what Jeff's getting at here is that some certain disciplines, like reading, might be the complete difference between the lower end of your potential and the higher end of your potential. 
this story here of this lady, I think it's very similar to someone I used to work with at a pub. Also a very hard, hard worker and definitely a leader. Like she led all the younger people and she trained us and she managed us and all that. But she'd worked at this pub for 30 years and I was there when it was her last day at the pub. Uh, everyone signed a card for her and then a week later after she'd left, everyone kind of just forgotten about her and someone I still look up to and I've got a load of respect for but I just can't help but thinking if she had a certain habit like reading and different information coming into her life, what her other end of the spectrum of her potential might have been. I mean, we're not making a value judgment here on modest incomes or simple occupations like a shoe shiner or working in a bar. Uh, we know that some people work in the most humble of jobs, live a same life in relationships that are filled with richness and joy. But it's clear some of these people really could have a lot more leverage and give a lot more than they are in these current kind of jobs with their current skill sets and capacities they've already got. Yes, if you think back to like the, the linchpin episode we did where you do have a choice between you can just be the cog in the machine or with a few simple changes here, you can really become the linchpin who's a, a valuable member of the team. As you said that there was uh, the lady you used to work with was towards the, the linchpin end of the spectrum in terms of helping others and teaching others, but maybe there was something else that she could have done to become even more of a linchpin and even more valuable to the organization. And Jeff says that the top 5% of successful people do things differently compared to the, the 95% of people who aren't successful. And he's not just talking about the top 5% as in the richest 5% of people, he's talking about all of the different aspects of success. He's talking about a, a vibrant, healthy life, plenty of good friends, a strong relationships with a family, full of energy, full of curiosity, always learning new things, always excited about life. These are the types of success that we're talking about that we want to hope to achieve. Yeah, I think 5% isn't far off the mark. If you just look around, there's a lot of people struggling just to really just keep their heads above water. A lot of people out there, they're digging deeper and deeper into debt obesity is definitely on the rise and at record levels in terms of history uh, they can't manage everything in their very very busy 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 lives without stressing out too much depression I guess is on the rise they're struggling to juggle friendships and everything else tugging away at them so Jeff says life is feeling like a race for a lot of people but a race where someone's at the other end with the finish line kind of just running away so you're just racing and racing the whole time <laughs> exactly so he says that there's uh, the five percent of people that are successful, they're not wishing, they're not hoping, they're not praying, they're not just envisioning a better life. They're the ones who are actually taking advantage of the slight edge. They're doing the small things better and more consistently over time. And he tells another story here about a, a young bloke called Steve. On his first day of high school, he walked into the auditorium with all the other students and he had this idea that he wanted to be a performer. Big issue was he had no talents. Mm. Couldn't sing, couldn't dance, couldn't act. But he said that thankfully perseverance was a good substitute for talent. So every day after school, he spent hours practicing magic tricks, teaching himself the banjo, trying out quirky jokes and lines on anyone who would listen and often people who wouldn't listen, he'd do them anyway. And after years and years and years of this practice and hard work and perseverance, going from no talent, he was able to fill uh, massive auditoriums and after 15 years, Big Bad Steve, Steve Martin, was actually the biggest selling act in stand-up comedy. Yeah, he might have started out as a teenager with no skill at all, but then he ended up being Steve Martin. So again, he had his beach bum and his own millionaire story and you know he ended up the millionaire Steve Martin. And when we say millionaire, again, we're not talking about financially, it's just a, 
analogous to all the other areas of life. But the things that Steve did to refine his craft, they were really mundane and boring along his whole journey. And it happened again and again. And if you can learn to understand and apply the slight edge, your life will be filled with thousands of small, seemingly insignificant actions, all of them simple, none of them mysterious or complex. So why doesn't everyone do them if they're so easy? Well, firstly, one reason is they are easy to do. You know, it's easy to save a few bucks. It's easy to go for a 10-minute walk around the block. It's easy to read 10 pages of a book. But because they're easy to do, they're also really easy not to do. Instead of 10 minutes around the block, it could be 10 extra minutes on the couch. Instead of saving a few bucks, it's buying that extra can of Coke. Instead of reading 10 pages of a book, that's 10 more minutes you can scroll through social media. These slight edge habits are really easy to do, but they're also really easy not to do. Yeah, every time you go to that cafe and you're like, oh, it's only five bucks, four bucks, you know, what's that going to do? Then all of a sudden you're doing that every single day. Mm. And then over time that compounds into a ridiculous amount of money. Also with your food choices, you're like, uh, this is me two nights ago on the Friday. You're like, oh, what's one burger going to do? But all of a sudden you're, yeah. you're, <laughs> every Friday night's yeah. a burger and every Sunday and, and whatnot. So every one of those in that single moment is very easy to do. But if you go back to that, it's very easy not to do. It's very mm. easy not to have that $5 coffee and it's very easy not to order that burger and you just scroll through Uber Eats and choose something that's a bit more healthy. The other reason that not everybody is doing these is that often the results are invisible. And in fact, in the moment, they're completely invisible. You know, if you're eating that burger, 10 minutes later, you don't look any different. If you go for a walk around the block, by the end of the day, you haven't lost any weight. If you read a 10 pages of a book, by the end of the night, you don't feel that much smarter. In the immediate short term, the results seem invisible. So it seems like what's the point of doing them anyway? Yeah, like that burger you order on Uber Eats, it's not going to kill you, is it? No, not well, overnight not, anyway. Not today anyway, right? Yeah. But if you take it over 20 to 30 years, you're ordering that cheeseburger on the Friday night and the Tuesday and the Wednesday night. Over time, that compound interest of all that high fat artery juice just clogging right up into that heart artery. <laughs> I didn't have an <laughs> adjective for the heart because I'm not a doctor. But over time, the basic idea, your heart's just going to get overworked because you're just dropping too much shit in there and it's just going to stop dead. And so will you as well. That's it. So that burger will kill you working with the slight edge over the long-term horizon. There's this guy I went to school with and one day I heard that he won the lottery. Um, which is oh, really? really? Yeah, he won the lottery. He got like a million bucks. Really? He, yeah, like a million bucks, right? And then I didn't see him for a couple of years and then I, I saw him again. <laughs> he stacked on about 20 kgs. <laughs> he wasn't looking good. Uh, apparently he got addicted to drugs and all that and he lost the whole lot. He lost all of the money. Fuck. It doesn't, it, on one hand, it doesn't surprise me. I feel like that's, uh, that could happen to anyone. Yeah. If Good story hope. for him <laughs> when he, when he originally won it at the start, not, not at the end. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jeff says, have you ever noticed you don't read stories about the CEO winning the lottery and you don't read stories about the, the millionaire who's built a successful company winning the lottery? That's right. You only hear the people winning the lottery are the ones who are actually some of the, the bums of the world. No offense to old mate over here, but I haven't dropped his name. <laughs> but if you notice, they're, they're really never the lottery winners, right? The CEOs, the, the millionaires, and the bank presidents and all that, and the successful entrepreneurs. And you got to think why, and that's really because they actually never buy lottery tickets whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it really comes down to the idea that 
the successful people who are already successful, they recognize that there's there's no quick win, there's no silver bullet, there's no overnight success of winning the lottery. They realize that what's got them to the point of success they're already at has been the slow, consistent growth of small positive changes over time. So success, it's not a random accident and life itself is not a lottery. So the truth that the breakthroughs and all those big lucky breaks and the things that are analogous to a Tats Lotto or the lottery, they actually do happen, but they don't happen out of thin air. They're actually grown like a crop, planted, cultivated, and then eventually they're ultimately harvested. And really that's how the real life lottery kind of works. It says that the, at the quantum level, the quantum leap is what happens when a subatomic particle suddenly jumps to a higher level of energy. But it's not like this random thing that happens. Mm. What it is, it's the result of a gradual buildup of potential caused by this energy being applied to that particle over time. So over time, there's been a slow, steady increase, a gradual buildup of potential, and then suddenly there's a moment where it takes that quantum leap. But it wasn't just a random overnight thing. It was actually the result of a slow, gradual buildup. Yeah. The amount of times you see marketing spin throwing out the quantum leap, they're not mentioning the slow gradual build-up. They're just mentioning the quantum leap as if this is the thing that's your silver bullet that is just going to make everything easier for you in your life. So believing in the big break or the silver bullet, it's simply futile, but it's probably more than that. It's actually dangerous because it can keep you from taking those small actions to create the results that you want. I see this really a lot. Uh, a lot of people who that I know and then you may know and the ones who are chasing the silver bullet and for years and years and years, they're probably going to their seminars and all that and paying five grand for different kind of courses. courses. Uh, Forex courses <laughs> like yourself. You were there for six months. But um, it's dangerous because they've got that hope mm. that someone out there has got this special medicine and a special cocktail for them, which is just going to solve everything. And it kind of just stops them from doing the slight edge and the, the daily actions that are really the thing that is going to get them to where they want to go. That's it. So the miracles that don't come out of the clouds, they come at the end of a series of consistent, determined compounding paddles. He had a, a story as well when we, we were talking about the, the water lily that yes, the water lily can eventually get to the point of covering the whole pond, but you have to start with a single seed of a water lily as well. So ultimately, yes, compounding and doubling every single day is great, but you, really you need to start somewhere. You need to start with that single seed. So some of the largest companies in the world did start with something just a little more than a penny. If you think back in 2003, there was a bloke called Mark. He was just sitting in his dorm room. He cobbled together just a simple cheeky website to let other students compare other students' photos at the same time and vote which one was the better looking. He called this little project of his face mash and it really nearly got him kicked out of Harvard. But 10 years later, it has more than a billion users and big Mark Zuckerberg is one of the wealthiest people in the world. If you do another bit of time travel to go back in time, there was a time where, you know, some number of years ago, there was this tiny little blob that began to pulse with some hidden potential. It was like a tiny, microscopic, almost invisible speck of matter, you know, about the thickness of a a single note, a monetary note, uh, at the very threshold of human sight. Any smaller, it would be invisible to the naked eye, but crammed inside of this tiny little insignificant dot is instructions and if you print out those instructions it would fill half a million pages over the course of days and months and eventually nine months this tiny little slight edge of compounding of growing of energy this tiny little dot this tiny invisible blob 
expands to over 30 trillion cells before finally being released into open air and starts coming out as a crying little baby. Yeah, and that crying little baby, it's, it's you. So everyone started out as a little blob and just through growing up, you're on the slight edge compounded over years and decades and a lot of time and you end up as something as complex as a human being, which is pretty wild. So starting out with just a simple penny, you can grow things that end up being extremely complex and extremely rich in, in many different ways. He asked the question, how much is a penny saved? A lot of people out there, they have the saying, a penny saved is a penny earned, but you to think, is it? If you add the slight edge to that penny, it's not just a penny earned. It's actually $1,000 if you save it long enough at a great amount of interest. The alarm goes off at 6am and without a conscious thought, your hand shoots out and hits snooze and you've got a 10-minute reprieve now before you have to get up and face the day. So you tentatively slip a foot out from under the covers, it's still cold outside and you open one eye and it's still dark. Now you've got a choice. You could sit up, switch on the light and start grinding your brain into gear, prod your brain to search for three things that you're grateful for so you write them down. Then you could fire up the machinery of your tired legs, your hips and back to crane yourself out of bed and do those 20 sit-ups you promised yourself you'd do every day and then you'd read 10 pages of a book like you promised yourself. But when you said that, do you mean Saturdays? And today's Saturday. So you yawn, or you could slip down under the sheets and catch a few more snoozers. That's not lazy. So mm, you might compromise. You might flip on the news just to catch up on some of that unfolding juicy political scandal to see what's happening for the manhunt of that murderer of the week. So you reach for the remote, and just like that, and you just set the direction that your life's going to take. Come on, you might think, you know, it's Saturday, give me a break here. I've been doing this for five days, every single day this week. Surely on the weekend I can have a day off and I I don't have to do those sit-ups. I don't have to write down my list of things I'm grateful for. I don't have to read that book. It doesn't really matter. Surely over the long run, skipping one day won't matter. But of course it does. Greatness ultimately comes from those tiny moments of decisions, deciding whether to read that book or flip on the news. It's in those private, unseen, everyday moments that are determining our life and the path that we're going to take, the beach bum or the millionaire. Where you end up in life, it isn't to do whether you're a good or a bad person or whether you are deserving or not deserving or your karma or your circumstances. It's really dictated by all the choices that you make, especially those little ones. It doesn't seem like it. It seems like you're just choosing how to spend the next hour or just you know, that one moment where you get a bit of extra sleep or that extra bit of taste out of your food and not the next 40 years, but you actually are choosing how you're going to spend your next 40 years. Jeff says that everything curves. Again, if you think back to that high school maths, that exponential curve, it's pretty flat at the start and it seems like nothing's happening, but way off in the distance, that's when it starts to tick up and starts to curve up exponentially. But Jeff says that everything curves and if you're not increasing, you're actually decreasing. You can't stay still. You can't think, I'll put it on pause for one day here. I'll flick the news on or I'll eat that cheeky burger and it won't matter. I can get back to the slight edge going up. Uh, I'm just going to stay still for today. But really, he says that if you're not going upward, then you're curving downward. And unfortunately, that exponential curve on the other way seems like it's pretty flat for a long time, but then it just drops off a cliff. Yeah, it seems like today is much like yesterday, but it really isn't. Every day is different. 
and all these little appearances can be very deceiving. So it's really an illusion of life that things are on this straight pattern, even keel. The illusion of life that you're never really in the same place, you're either going upwards or you're going downwards. And if you understand and live by the law of compound interest, your life will look like the exponential curve upwards, living by the slight edge in the right way. That's what he says. That's the formula for success. A few simple decisions repeated every single day. So let's take an honest look at ourselves here and ask ourselves a few questions. If you look at your health, you know, what's your exercise regime like? Are you building towards a greater feeling of health and vibrancy every day? Are you curving upwards or are you just sitting on the couch, not going for that walk and curving downwards? Think about your friendships or your close relationships. Is the number of friends in your life, the meaningful exchanges with people you're having, the mutually enriching events, are they growing every single week and every single year? If you think about your personal development, are you curving upwards by learning more things about yourself and learning new and interesting things about the world around you? And are you getting a greater understanding of about how life works every single day? Or your finances, are you building assets and putting money into a long-term plan that's going to create true financial freedom? Are you living within your means and investing income into a program that's actually going to build equity or are you just borrowing out of credit? If you think about your career, each day, are you making those small decisions that are putting your career on the upward curve? Are you improving your professional life? Are you developing your skills? Are you building stronger relationships with the people around you? Are you really putting yourself towards greater accomplishments and fulfillments each and every single day with these small choices? Because really, life is not a a practice session. This is no dress rehearsal. This is for real. And the good news is that when the alarm goes off at 6am next time, you can face a choice. And this is the good news because every single moment you face in your life is a choice. Where you are right now is poised in the present with the past stretching far behind you and the future far ahead. And that any moment in your life, you can choose to change which side of the curve that you're on in all those areas. All you need to do is choose the actions that will empower you. Step onto that upper curve. That's the path to success. By making that one small choice in this one small moment of time, you'll put any area of your life on the right track. And it might take less time than you think. 